0: Welcome to Talking Mom to Moms. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need a pick-me-up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now, let's get on with the show. Hi there. Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is Rochelle. Thank you for joining me. And on this episode, I want to discuss what it's like to have a husband who works long hours. So I don't know if you're in that position or not. But if you are, it can be quite a difficult thing to deal with. Um, I've always been in that position. It seems like I'll be married like 20 years in August, <laughs> and my husband has always worked long hours. It's varied. Sometimes it hasn't been as long as in some years. It's been worse than others. Some years he'd work second shift, or he was, you know, taking on a management position. And there are literally times he would leave before the children would wake up and not get back until it was their bedtime. And I don't mean every now and again. I mean, he did that five days a week. So that's very difficult on everybody. You know, him, me, the children. Of course, it's a very difficult thing. And, you know, you think of it at first as you feel bad for him. It's a sacrifice that he's making. You know, he's faithful to providing for his family, even in the most difficult circumstances of having to deal with a position where he is constantly working, you know. And despite what he wants, how much time he wants to spend with his family, he is stuck at work. And we acknowledge that. But then, after a while, it it seems like you become resentful. You stop thinking about what's unfair to him like it's unfair to him how much he has to work and then you focus on what's unfair to you and to your kids you know and you start looking like you're on the outside looking in on happy families and I know it was it was difficult because you know of course during these years or these times when he had was working the most the absolute most there was plenty of things that he missed you know he missed a lot of baseball games that my Um, son was involved in he missed a lot of events and rehearsals and you know I could never count on him to be to any of that I I mean I knew I couldn't going in and that was very difficult because I would go to these events and see families there and you know the dad would be there and I'm like oh you know I, I went from wishing my husband had that opportunity and feeling bad to feeling kind of angry at him even though he couldn't help it he was doing the best he could and he was not happy himself with missing that, but I began to take it out on him, my frustration. He became the the focus of what I was frustrated with. And, you know, because there are times that if I needed to go somewhere or wanted to go somewhere. You know, I had a couple kids that maybe needed a ride on the same night or I had friends that invited me out. And if I didn't have a babysitter or relied on him to be home, it just wouldn't happen. And if it would be a bunch of couples getting together, We couldn't do that because he'd never get home in time. You know, he'd only have pretty much the weekends. Sometimes he'd even work a Saturday. So there's so many things that I felt like we were missing out on. And, you know, I felt like he was constantly out of the loop because here I am working my day today, and it became my day. You know, this is what I do when I wake up. This is my routine. This is how my day runs. He became a stranger in his own house because he didn't know what the day to day was like. He had no idea. And I figured, well he's never here, he's not around, you know, it really doesn't matter. I'll make all the decisions because it's not really going to affect him one way or the other. He's gonna be at work. So whatever decision comes, I'll just make it. And that that is unfair, but you know, I would think, well why does it matter? You know, you know what what is it, what does it matter? I mean, I felt like I was under this bondage of marriage, but with none of the benefits of having that person there with you to make those decisions, to, to you know, go to those games with you, to share these events with your kids with you. And you, you miss having somebody there. You know, you miss those times when you could, I mean, the time that you're dreaming of having a family, you're assuming that you're going to be there together at your son's games or at your daughter's recitals and, you know, that type of thing or at the science fair project or just to go on a date night. All those things are very difficult and challenging and most of them just never happened. And talking about doing a date night once a month, people are like, once a month, that's not hard to come up with. But our once a month would be you really had to pick from one of four days out of the entire month that it would even be feasible. Because if you, work six, seven, you know six days a week and we have church on Sunday, sometimes he would have Saturdays off. A lot of times he'd have Saturdays off, but sometimes he'd end up working. And, you know, it was like you're really only picking. You're not picking from 30 days. You're picking from four days. And there's so much that has to be done in those four days because there's so much that he missed or cannot do. I mean, I learned how to, you know, fix a pad, the little – leak in my roof, you know. <laughs> I learned how to, you know, plunge a toilet, you know, not not that that's a difficult task, but so many things that I would have rather pushed on him. <laughs> you know, killing the spiders, all the little cute things that you kinda of just hoping he'd do. Or some of the bigger things, you know, I learned how to fix my own printer. I learned there's so many things that I learned how to do because I couldn't wait on him to get them done. And so as time went on I felt like I was living pretty much on my own. You know, pretty much just there. But, you know, we, we we can take it. We, as wise, we figure, you know what, we grow accustomed to it. We can take it. But then you see your kids suffering with it. And, you know, that they're upset that he can't be here. Or they can't be there. They can't take them. Can't spend time with them. And they're, they also are relegated to those four days out of the month that they really can spend time with them. I mean, we did try to move dinner back. It's always been kind of a running joke in my house how we eat dinner at 8 o'clock like royalty, just like on Downton Abbey, dinner at 8, because a lot of times that's when he would be home for dinner. And if I didn't hold dinner off until then, then we would be eating separately. And it became important to me that we ate at the same time. Like I would at least do that, at least have a family dinner. And... I think that did help in a lot of ways because at least we could, as, as kids a little older, at least we could touch base then, but of course, you know, he was very tired, and our time spent together was, you know, not really all that quality time, you know, and So, again, if you're going through that, it is very difficult. You feel like you're on your own. You don't quite fit in. You're not a single mom. It's not like your husband's been deployed. (laughs) You know, you're just kind of fitting this weird kind of thing, and, like, you have that husband that's never there. If you go to a lot of events and things like that, have you ever noticed a woman whose husband is never there? And, like, oh, we never see him. Oh, he's always working. (laughs) You know, you never see him. And, and that's that's who I was, and you feel kind of isolated because you don't feel like you're quite fitting in, and that that can be difficult. But what happens is that when I'm going when I'm going through that, I focused all my feelings on me, like this is what I'm missing out on, this is what my kids are missing out on, and then I added more stress to him instead of thinking about what was being taken from him, you know, what he missed, you know, he missed us too. He um, had resented his job for robbing him of family time. You know, he was, he, here's this man that only can take part in memories, you know, can't take part in the events. It put him in a very isolated situation. And for it to cause difficulty between us, I was only making that worse, making that isolation for both he and I worse. Now, of course, it's not all my fault. I'm not saying that it's all your fault. It's you're upset or if it's coming out wrong well you're you're responsible for yourself but the situation is not entirely your fault but at some point we have to figure somebody's got to give somebody's got to say well what is my responsibility in this and my responsibility in this was you know what um we have to maintain we got to get this maintain this bridge before between us before it's no longer to cover the distance you know you know, we got, we've got to maintain it. We've got to, you know, if it means, you know, FaceTiming, if it means taking pictures, if it means taking time out to talk to them about what happened, if it means letting them in on decisions that we would normally make on our own because we're so used to making them on our own. We become very independent women that make decisions all on their own without even consulting our husbands because they're never there. And they begin to feel the same way, like, well, she'll just make the decision because I'm not there. Maybe it's best that she just make it. But what And and even though there's a certain logic to it, what ends up happening is you become more distant because you're not living this life together anymore. You're living it under the same roof but separately. And that can only lead to bad things. I don't think I have to tell you that. That can only lead to more separation. And, of course, that's what we're trying to avoid. So let him in on decisions that may not affect him because it's important. Let him know that it's important that he has his feedback. And he wants to feel like he's important, that he's more than just a paycheck. And um, so, but it's, it's difficult. It takes time. I'm certainly not saying that it's not difficult and that you don't feel lonely and you don't feel, you know, that things are difficult and challenged. But there are times that, my husband would call me, calls me almost every single day and from work, and I would not appreciate it because I'm always busy. There's never a time you're going to call me that you're not interrupting me doing something, right, because we're homeschool moms, and, and I have a business on top of that. So there's never a time you're going to call me where you're not interrupting in some way. But should he ever have been an interruption? He felt like an interruption. He felt like an interruption because I started living a life apart. I started doing my own thing started thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna run my day because he's not around and we don't really talk about it because by the time he gets home he's tired. So when he would call it was more like an interruption. Which of course it should not be. It should never be an interruption. And it's funny how that happens. Like, you know, you're you're desperate to spend time together. So you would think that you wouldn't be so resentful and hateful and feel like you are an interruption that you would cherish those few times that you get to spend together. But it's actually quite the opposite. It's it makes you all those feelings, you push toward that person, you focus on them as if they're causing it. And of course they're not. So I suggest holding off on making some decisions, even if they're minor, and include him. Include him as much as possible. So things are just on your own terms. And it may seem like a small thing, but it's these small things that will turn into the big things. Because when you start not asking them or talking about certain things, like I'm not going to talk about what went on during homeschool today. I'm not going to talk about the game today. Like oh, I'm too tired to discuss what happened at Little League, and you weren't there, so you know, get over it. You know, like you know, <laughs> you know. Sometimes you don't feel like sharing because you're tired. You've had you're living the whole day without backup. You know, it's just you, so you're tired and you're exhausted, and there's no wait till your dad gets home. Right. There's no, well, we'll discuss his punishment when he gets home. A lot of times that doesn't happen because if you wait for that to happen and he's working long hours, by the time your child gets punished for something, they're going to forget what they did. (laughs) So you feel like you're taking on so much of a burden and so much of a role and you're exhausted, and you don't feel like sharing. Well, that increases the distance between you. So we have to work. (laughs) <laughs> we have to we have to work on this. We have to find those times in the day and be very purposeful. And, and that's the thing, purposeful. Consistency is like a routine. So if we're consistent in doing something, we should be consistent in, you know, um, finding ways that we can spend time together as a family. Finding these like maybe pushing dinner off until a certain time, Maybe making Saturday if he's off work, making it every morning you do something in particular, have devotions and have breakfast together, family, breakfast, and have, you know guard that time fiercely. And but purposeful times, an action, taking an action. And that's the thing that's more difficult. We can think of all these things to do, these little things that we can build that bridge back again. And say, well, every Saturday morning we'll have breakfast as a family, or every Sunday morning we'll have breakfast before we go to church, or we'll, devotions will be at this particular time, or even if the kids have to go to bed because they're little, at least my husband and I can do devotions for even if it's just five minutes, even if it's just that. You have to maintain some type of connection. But the consistency coming up with the idea of this is not difficult. It's the consistency in doing it purposefully. That is the most difficult because it is the exhausting part. Because you're already tired and he's tired. And it's so easy to let it go. So it's kinda like working out. Even when you don't feel like doing it, you're gonna do it anyway. Same thing. We're not gonna give ourselves excuses. We're not gonna say we're just ticked off. We're not gonna say we're just burned out. We're not gonna say those things. Because when we don't do them, we're gonna become more burned out. We're become you know, it's only going to make things worse. It's not going to make things better. We're only going to become more exhausted. You know, I've always found it's like, like I said, like it's like working out. The times that I don't feel like working out, and I haven't felt like it in 10 years now, (laughs) but recently I've tried to get back into it a little bit. And the times that I don't feel like it, when I'm forcing myself to do it afterwards, I don't feel it because I'm like, oh, I'm too exhausted. I'm tired. I don't feel like going. But I find that I might still be tired afterwards, but it's a better kind of tired. It's It just is. It's a better kind of tired. It's the kind of tired that makes you sleep better instead of falling in the bed exhausted and not really getting a restful sleep. Well, this is the same thing. It's the same thing. It's going to be tiring. You're not going to feel like necessarily, you know, taking a bunch of pictures and showing it to your husband and having your kids you know, create a little scrapbook and give it to him for Father's Day, which is a great idea, you know, doing that kind of thing. Trying to include him, trying to call him if you can, depending on what kind of position he has or what kind of job or, you know, but whatever it is that you can to maintain a consistent contact, you're not going to always feel like doing it. You're going to be exhausted. But it's better for you to be exhausted having done something and adding something in that can benefit your marriage and your family than by neglecting that thing and still being exhausted. Okay, you're going to be exhausted anyway. Would you rather end your day feeling like, okay, this is difficult and this is a challenge, but we're in it together, or would you rather feel like this is difficult, this is a challenge, and every day increases the distance between us? It's your choice, and I think that you're probably going to want to bridge that gap and it's going to be hard. It's not all on you. I think that you sit down with your husband and discuss it. And when one is tired, the other can encourage and back and forth. So you maintain this sense of working together and living this life together, even if you're not together often, even if things are difficult. And then hopefully things will change. My husband still works long hours. They're not quite as long as they used to be. Sometimes he's home rather early, And he doesn't miss as many things as he used to. So, and that's, I I can't tell you what a blessing and how wonderful that is. So it can happen. Things can change. But during the times where he was gone a lot, and I decided to make those purposeful, consistent steps, I saw him making the same steps, and things were much easier, much easier, far less exhausted, still tired, had the same challenges as far as the day to day, but I didn't feel alone. And it's hard to feel alone when you're in a marriage. It's it's that's when you want to give up. And we want we don't want to give up, right? That's not where we want to get. We don't want to get to the point where we're ready to give up. That getting to that point is very difficult to get back. And if you are at that point, then I suggest you take a little time out, commit it to prayer. And try to look at whatever time is there. I know that's going to be difficult because he can't always change his work schedule. He can't always change. But maybe, you know, it's possible that maybe he can. My husband stepped down from a position, so he would have more time. Still worked long hours, but stepped away from something because it was just too insane. And um, thankfully, he didn't come with a great pay cut. <laughs> so he was really blessed in that area. We were really blessed in that. But that's not always feasible. It's really not. It wasn't feasible for us for a while, and it's not always feasible or realistic. So for him to get another job or to quit a job or to step down, it's not always realistic, and we don't want to put that kind of pressure. What we want to do is say, look from the time that we have right now, from what we have, what little time we have, what steps can we make, even if it's once a week, even if it's twice a week, even if it's ten minutes, five minutes a night when you get home, which I suggest every night when he gets home, even if it's just five minutes, pray together. And whatever morning you can with your family, spend breakfast together. If that's all you can do, you are doing a lot to rebuild that relationship. And give yourself that. And then as time goes on, see what the Lord has for you. See what changes can be made. Don't force the changes right now because it's only going to cause more resent, resentment. Right now, work with what you have and find the best way to connect because you need that connection. You need to develop that first Otherwise, something could change. He could get a better job or a different job. It doesn't have to be better. It could just be different. And you're going to have all that resentment and all that craziness, and it's still going to be there. You're going to find that he has more time, and we still cannot connect. The time didn't change anything. Okay? The lack of time did cause all of this. But getting that time back, we're still just as resentful. We're still just as, you know, unhappy together. Because you have to work on Just the time alone isn't enough. You need to work on it now. Because you don't know how long you're going to be in this situation. So you need to work on it now. And, you know, I do pray that that blesses your marriage. I did write an article a long time ago, and it is still on our blog now. And it was to the wife whose husband works long hours. And um, that may encourage you as well, give you some insight or some help as a way to maintain a good marriage during some of the most difficult times as far as working long hours. Of course, people, there are more difficult times than that. and don't want to minimize what anyone else is going through, but this is also a very difficult time. Thank you for joining me, and I hope to see you on our blog, com, or on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash mom. You can also email us at info at if you have any questions, if you want some encouragement, if you have any suggestions for a future broadcast. And thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you next time.